What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. I'm glad we still got it. We took a week off. Dude, a week off's not going to kill us, John. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, can I tell you what almost killed me, Jerry? Yeah. Um, Let's hear about your fucking caveman (laughs) adventures out in the fucking Mm. rolling hills of California. Um, So so I was... It was this park that I'd been to before, and it's a it's a legit trail to go running on. It's a legit park. Like, it has, you know, porta-potties, there's a pay station, there's, like, a ranger station. But, you know, these things go off and on and on and on, and I went up, and I was trying to, you know, avoid people. So I go up the, you'll like this, the Burrow Owl Trail. Nice. So I know that we all we all love those of you who are uh, fans of the Dead Milkman will will know the know about the Burrow Owl. If you don't, then I guess go Google it. What does he say about the Burrow Owl? He's like Burrow Owl lives in a hole in the ground. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why it's called a Burrow Owl. <laughs> um. So I go up the Burrow Owl Trail, and it goes up the hill, and it's on this sort of ridge. So it's on these big, rolling, gorgeous plains. I feel like I'm in. It, it feels like some sort of idyllic. Ireland, right? Everything mm-hmm. is green because it just rained, and there's soft rolling hills everywhere. There's like this giant rock with this tree and this little house, and I can see the water. And if you look far enough in the distance, in the clear sky, you can see San Francisco, wow. which is still like, I don't know how many, 40 miles away, 50 miles away, something like that. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm just going, and I'm like, last time I was here, I didn't go very far, and I came back around, and I looped, and I was like, I'm just going to go see how far it'll go. And, you know, somewhere around three and a half miles, I'm thinking, oh, man, like, I really need to think about, like, the completion of this run, <laughs> right? Because if I'm yeah. three and a half, that means <clears throat> just to get back, that's a seven it's mile. Seven miles, yeah. So every mile that I put on is one I'm going to have to go back. And so I yeah. finally reached the end of the trail. It's around four miles and i'm like great because there's all this private property around too so this is not just part of the park but there's other people's property and a lot of signs that say stay off this is you know not public access so on and so forth now there's all these cows roaming around they're grazing on the grass i mean there's a lot of them there's there's groups of six and eight and i've been up there before where i've seen something like 20 or 30 cows just grazing Mm -hmm. i saw i've seen bulls um, I saw a bull taking a piss, which right. was a little scary. I mean, not just because of the, uh, I mean, you see bull penis that close. It's, it's intense. There's um, only really three types of cows though, man. Like a bull, a cow and a baby cow. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm not, I, and I just, I'm making this assumption that these, because they're on the trail or near the trail, that mm. these cows are they're okay with humans, right? They have some sort of contact. Somebody's obviously taking care of them, milking them. Maybe not. I mean, I don't know. But I assume because it's on a trail, it's fine. So as I'm coming back, and I didn't see this on the way there, as I'm coming back, I see a group. There's there's three three adult uh, females, uh, two on the left and one on the right, and then there's two little calves up on the right. Yeah, And they're really close to the trail. They're not on it, but I'm like, okay. And so I do this thing where I start to talk to them and I say, like, I'm here. It's okay. I'm safe. I just want to get by. Like, I'm I'm hoping that, I know they don't speak English, but that maybe my tone will let them know that I'm not a threat. And mm-hmm. so on the left, I see this one big uh, mama cow roll over next to her on the right of her calves. 
And I'm like, okay, I understand. I hear you. I see you. I'm not here to do anything. <laughs> and uh, there's like a little bit of a from her. And then it's mm-hmm. like this. And she runs right at me. And in yeah. the moment, I'm like, well, I don't want to run, turn and trip and fall and get trampled. Right. And I just start to go, no, 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 no. And each uh-huh. consecutive no is higher uh-huh. and higher right. in pitch. Yeah. Because she's coming right at me. And I maybe three feet, maybe two feet. It was too fucking close. Like, yeah. I saw the snot in her nostril glisten in the sunlight. So Holy however shit, close dude. it was, it was mm-hmm. too fucking close. Yeah. And I guess on the last no, she kind of did like a fucking Scotty Pippen fake and she mm-hmm. like went one way and then ran off the other way with the other two cows and her calves and that was it that was it and I was like oh my god and I kind of did the like okay everything's okay like I didn't get hit I didn't fall I didn't hurt anything and I noticed that my shins that had been hurting the entire time that I was running there they didn't hurt and I was like I better fucking get out of here and so I'm running down the trail, and I keep looking behind me, like they're going to be chasing me or something. Right, I'm she's scared. out for fucking blood now, dude. <laughs> and um, they're not predators. She's not. She's no. not hunting me. She just wanted no. me to stay she the fuck away. Back off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I came across another group of cows that had migrated close to the trail, and this time, I made my way, and at the. The problem I didn't want to go before, the reason I didn't want to go off the trail before is it's really hilly and rocky and like, (laughs) you got to be careful out there, right? Yeah. I was like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm not getting anywhere near these cows anymore. Domesticated my ass. Right. You know? No, cows aren't domesticated. They don't like live in your house and have a cow tree that they go and sit on top of and (laughs) judge you like a cat. Yeah. So, um, that was, that was yesterday. Um... And that's when I saw the bull, and the bull was just staring at me and like watching mm-hmm. me walk by. And I was like, I don't want to. And I was like, Is this like a like a mountain lion where if I run, then they'll think that I'm prey, so I shouldn't run? And I was like, Okay, <laughs> fuck. This, I'm just like terrified, <laughs> and I'm like just walking swiftly and like not making any sudden movements, but just okay. And the the bull is just just staring at me, and I was like, I didn't know bulls were out here too. And like, are they aggressive? Like, I just regardless of how aggressive they are, they're too mm-hmm. fucking big to take any chances with. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how much they weigh, like a thousand pounds. Even a if shit it's... load. A shit ton. <clears throat> they weigh a shit ton. So did you, uh, like, <laughs> did you go immediately and buy some veal and be like, fuck you, cow? <laughs> I thought, you know, I was like, God damn it, man, this is making me second guess my vegetarian ways. I was like, yeah. I need to go get some beef. It's us versus them. Right, that's what I, I was like. The cows. It, it reminded me. There's there's a um, there's an episode of The Simpsons where um, Troy McClure is talking about where hamburgers come from. Uh huh. And he's like, and don't you forget it, Timmy. That cow would eat you and it and your family if it had <laughs> half a second, half a chance. Um, and I was like, yeah, oh man. my god, that's so funny. You got chased by a fucking cow <laughs> trying to be adventurous. <clears throat> and then that same episode, I think uh, he talks about going to Bovine University where they make him into hamburger. And uh-huh. Ralph, Ralph goes, I'm going to Bovine University. And it was just like, <laughs> holy shit. So so what? Tra- so this is a trail in Napa and the cows just roam free on the trail. Is that part of the is that one of the good parts of the trail? The features. Is that it's the a feature, feature running I guess. the trail is um, loose, I mean, loose animals? It's in it's in a town called Petaluma, which I my understanding is there's more I've heard cows. Of Petaluma. Yeah. There's more cows than people that live in Petaluma in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess so. That's one of the features. I mean, there's other parts of the park. There's all this, but there it's covered in cows. So I feel like this particular trail is less traveled Must because be, of the right? steep hill. Like you have to get up. Skittish, yeah. Um, and I think on the other parts of the trail, the cows are more used to people because lots and lots of people go on there. I was it's like trying. a yeah trail feature is large herbivores that will fucking trample you. So I just couldn't imagine like a giant hoof getting like I just imagined like trying to go through my yeah, ribs and so I was like fucked up, dude. Like just crushed. <clears throat> See what fucking sobriety gets you, dude. So I was I'll, gonna say. <laughs> thanks a lot, sobriety. 
Seriously. Um, so I won't be going on that particular trail. I'll go back to that park. There's lots of other uh, ways to go. Mm-hmm. But um, it was terrifying. It was absolutely it was, terrifying in that moment. It was. And um, I just would say that be cautious and be just if you're around wild animals be the fuck careful mm-hmm. there's coyotes out there too that i saw but they're not coyotes won't fuck with you though coyotes are they're scavengers right they're, they'll yeah they, they're scavengers they... they won't be aggressive towards you at all because it's it's just too much in it there's too much loss on their end mm-hmm. too much risk for them to risk that's yeah. the word yeah yeah because um, there's coyotes all over here right. i have to go outside with the dog at night sometimes because i'm afraid I don't know. They're clever. They'll devise a way to run off of my wife's little tiny dog. So I had to stand out there last night with a hoodie on and a leash, letting him pee. And then I was like, why am I leashing him up? I'll just stand out here with a flashlight and he'll be fine. Well, that's right. Because Coco might get snatched up by one of the coyotes. Yeah, huh? he's a little bitch man. He's a little <laughs> tiny bitch man. <clears throat> and when you say out there, I just wanted to say, and for those those who've been following us in the uh, AS for Alcoholic Cinematic Universe... Um, you're now in Arizona. Hey, it's for Arizona, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Which is where I'm at. If you're watching this video, see, I'm in a child's room. Yes. This is not how I decorate my bedroom. <laughs> you didn't get to, you didn't like get to the... <laughs> aerial and like, you can't see the rest of the princesses. This Oh, there's another one back there too. First Aurora. thing I did when we moved in was put the butterflies on the I put these stickers the up. This is, I said, this needs more stickers, you guys. I need more princesses and butterflies. No, I'm using my niece's room right now. She's a real sweet girl. There's right nine on. of us in this house right now. <clears throat> That's a lot of people. It's a ton of people. Um, how was the trip? It was fine, uneventful. That's um, good. We got a late start on the road because it was just us loading the truck. Um, the person we had asked to help us fell out, fell through, so it was just Megan and I loading a 26 foot Penske. Man. I mean, it comes with all the difficulties of moving, you know. Right. Yeah, fuck U-Haul. U-Haul's totally unreliable and fucked up, so we ended up canceling our U-Haul. And it just it it was really time consuming and very tiring, exhausting. It was just us two loading our entire home into a truck. Yeah, yeah. All, what Olives had a friend, and the dad offered to help, and uh, we took him up on his offer, and he brought us something to eat. But then when he showed up, he was all fucking drunk. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, you can help us move the bed. And then he helped us move the bed. And Megan's like, oh, that's all we need for tonight. We're going to be doing some more social distancing and everything else. We have somebody else coming to help us tomorrow, which mm-hmm. that person ended up falling through anyway. But yeah, this dude was like fucking loaded. It reminds me of that time. I think I, I asked you guys to help me move out of that. It was that house that I lived on on 65th. There was an apartment. Apartment. It was a little apartment. I was moving to that townhome. And I think... Um, Opie showed up, and he was fucking mm-hmm. wasted. Yeah. And we were, I, I, we probably all were, but it was just yeah. like I just have this memory of trying to get people to help me move, and everybody was fucked up. And yeah, like. you got us a pizza afterwards from that really that uh, Pagliacci's. I remember it. We helped mm-hmm. you. I helped you move. I was pretty loaded by the end of it. I started off hungover and then ended up loaded. But this dude just showed up loaded. Gave Megan two <laughs> bottles of wine. Drunk yeah. as fuck with the sun. You know, and his son and Olive kind of talked for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out of any everybody, I think this move has benefited my daughter, and my wife, the most. It's benefited me pretty good too. Like before, I even got on this podcast, I was clearing gravel out of my mom's backyard with a tractor. I've never driven a tractor before. I just did that today. Wow! How about that? All my siblings are all laughing at me because my sister took a picture of me doing physical labor and she's like look at your big city brother and i'm like big city eugene is like smaller than tucson but big they're like city brother they're just used to me being this like fruity artist right you know and i'm like i want to do manly butch stuff i'm like just wait dude i'm gonna fucking just wait hella hella butch you just wait and be like coda long hair and paint houses i don't care I don't, yeah, man. I mean, but yeah, it is what it is. Well, I guess we just we find ourselves in different environments. You just kind of adapt, right? You, know, you right. Well, there's a tractor. I got to drive the tractor, move the gravel. What are you moving the gravel for? Are you putting another dance floor in, or is that? Yeah, it's the second. It's second <laughs> dance floor for my studio. It's a bunch of gravel on the side of the house here. My there's a bunch of dogs here, and they all keep shitting in the gravel. My mom's like, "Dude, we gotta get this gravel out of here because it makes it too hard to pick up the shit." And also, I don't need this gravel here, so. 
for an hour and a half, my father and I raked up four huge piles of gravel and loaded them onto a tractor and um, hmm. emptied all the gravel out in the driveway because they have this long driveway that's like, I don't know, I'd say an eighth of a mile. Mm-hmm. It's a really long driveway. I did run here. I've ran here twice, too. What's the weather like? I bet it's nice. It's it's In the mornings, it's still kind of crisp. It's in the 50s, but mm-hmm. it's get it's dry and warm. But um, I, I didn't realize we were at a higher altitude here in Tucson than in Eugene. Eugene is 300 feet, and Tucson's 20,000 feet. Mm-hmm. Or 2,000 feet. It's 2,000 feet. But uh, it definitely makes a difference, that altitude. Because I was gassed out the first, like, I didn't even make it a mile. Really? Yeah, 0.40 of a mile, not even half a mile, I was already gassed out. Like, gasping for air. I was like, fuck, is this COVID? Is this it? You know, and then I <laughs> and then I finally, you know, I had to just, my pace is all fucked up right now. But it's okay. I ran again yesterday, and it was great. Okay. It's nice. It's nice and warm in the mornings, yeah. So we'll see how it goes, like, in april and may when the temperature starts creeping up into the 80s in the morning we'll see what kind of run i'll do then but i don't know it's nice out here in the desert we're in way north tucson i'm like 30 minutes from downtown 35 minutes from downtown on the freeway mm-hmm. yeah so so it's out in the desert yeah we are like way out in the desert okay mm-hmm. well that's cool um i'm glad that everything's safe and sound and Everybody's yeah, everybody's safe and okay. sound. Everybody's good. Megan's down in Nogales right now with her family. And uh, I'm just up here doing all the stuff I got to do up here. So Right. Yeah. Right. You said the move was good. You think the move's good for them. It was great for them. Olive has cousins down here. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she's got two little cousins here at this house. And then down in Nogales, she's got three little cousins down there. She's got children to be social with, you know. Right. Yeah, right. and still, like, you know, that at least, you know, we're... We're staying, they're going and staying at places where people have already had COVID, so they already have antibodies. Got it. So, you know, Olive gets to play with these kids and they all have antibodies already, you know, by proxy, by their parents having it. So, you know, got it. My daughter has not been social since March. That's wild, man. <clears throat> my wife and I have not been apart from each other since March. Like, we've just been in the same house. So when she left, she's like, I'm going to be gone for five or six days. And I'm like, go ahead, dude. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Right? You know? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, that's that's a good thing. Well, I mean, it's also it's, like, it's long enough where I'm like, look, so if you do end up displaying symptoms of COVID, you'll know it within that five, six days that you're gone. Do you know what I mean? That you're down right. there. Oh, yeah. You know? Because mm-hmm. we're in the hot, we're in one of the hottest hotspots in the United States right now. No in, shit. In Southern Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, everything's good, man. It's. You know, I've been here for what, like maybe a week? Yeah. You know, yeah. How was Christmas? Christmas was great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Building memories, bro. <clears throat> my parents are sober. You know, my brother in law works for a liquor company. He's got a closet full of bourbon. He's got so like bourbon. In his, like been, in his bedroom, like closet? Yeah, in his bedroom, like if you open up his closet, it's like a giant fancy liquor cabinet. And the wow. clothes are all on the bottom shelf, and then the top, like two shelves, are all fancy bourbons. He. But he, like, collects bourbons and sells them and shit. Like, he's got, like, you know, $5,000 bottles of Pappy Van Winkle and shit. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a whole bourbon, <clears throat> like, there's a whole bourbon fucking culture where they, like... Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, like, I guess your parents obviously don't care. They're fine with it. Does it does yeah. it trouble you to think about even, I know you're just there temporarily, um, to live in a house with all that bourbon? Nah. Yeah. Not really. You know what is on my mind? Booze is the last thing on my mind. What's on my mind is trying to get my life together so that I don't have to sleep in a four-year-old's bedroom anymore. I think bourbon will just make me end up sleeping <laughs> in a four-year-old's bedroom for the rest of my fucking life, you know? So, like, yes. when my brother-in-law uh-huh. and Megan have a couple of drinks, I don't give a shit. I'm not like, oh, I'm missing out on the good time. My mind is like, go to <clears> sleep <throat> so you can get up and paint tomorrow and try to make money. Right. To get your own place to live in. Yeah, because we're on a side of town where rent is super expensive. Do booze is the last recovery and booze are like the last things on my mind. And recovery I know I got one booze. <laughs> yeah, all of it. Yeah. It's just like sure. I'm just living experiencing life right now and I guess I'm using the the tools I've learned through recovery, you know. They're helping me out a lot, the patience and shit. And so I guess I am thinking about it, but I'm not actively sitting here thinking about, "Hey, I'm an alcoholic, man." Like I right. rarely do. The only time I talk about it is here. All the rest of my life, I just live my life. And then I come on this podcast and then I just fucking 
hash it all out. Yeah, I'm a giant fucking drunk, and I don't drink no more. To well, the power of Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs> I think, um, what was it? I was thinking about Jesus the other day. I mean, oh, yeah, because it was his birthday just a few well, that's that too. Yeah, show that's... respect to the desert wizard, <laughs> the reason for the season. He's a desert um, wizard, the desert wizard. He, he yeah. really is, isn't he? Yeah, um, I don't remember what I was thinking about for Jesus. I mean. I got no problems with Jesus. I don't even know what the, what is the letter today. We're twenty minutes into this thing. Um, A is for a Arizona. F- I don't know. You a said it. I was just gonna roll with it. Like, yeah. A's. Oh, cool. A is for haven't Arizona. Haven't made any meetings. Haven't made a Zoom meeting. You know, like I said, it's it it. I think I'm lucky because my mom and dad are both program and they're both different versions of program. So I can mm-hmm. like kind of sit down and shoot the shit with my dad, and it happens organically, just like any other. I guess I don't know conversation <laughs> about alcoholism outside of a meeting right you don't you don't have to you know you, your dad doesn't start the morning by pulling uh, how it works off the refrigerator right yeah <laughs> i don't have to start hindenburg to talk to my dad um that's funny i i think uh, no that's great i mean i'm not saying that you have to and it's not i'm not you know i'm not here to check up on oh you no if you sure told me you're... i had to i would just stop talking to you I'd right be like, it was like that's great john cool <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to mute your nine Instagram pages. Right? <laughs> so I was like, listen, dude, you're fucking falling short. Listen, I, I, you're I not think recovering enough. You're not recovering enough, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's something to to think about and to not... Because I, I, I go through those little <laughs> bits of anxiety if I mm-hmm. you know, have made... I went to a Zoom meeting this morning, and I hadn't been in like three weeks. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. God, I haven't been in three weeks. And the... The woman who introduced me to the Zoom meeting that I really like, and I was like, "Well, what does she think? And does she think I'm okay?" And what is, she's like, "She doesn't give." She a didn't shit. think about you at all. She's an alcoholic. She's thinking about herself, right? Just yeah. like I am. They, you know what I'm saying? Like now that I've distanced myself from it a lot, I'm like, these people don't give a fuck. Like mm-hmm. they're when we're in the Zoom meeting, they're looking at their own face on the camera. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't. They're like, "Oh, John hasn't been around." Hmm. You know what I mean? And like yeah. judging you for not doing. And the ones who are, well, fuck them, they're assholes. Right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, there's no need yeah, to be judging but... people. I mean, unless unless somebody's asking directly for help and advice, yeah, right? of course. Or asking you to judge them or, like, squeezing your balls or something. Mm-hmm. Like, don't squeeze my balls in the don't. Zoom meeting. That's weird. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so I go through those little bits in my head where I'm like, oh, man. And, da, 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 and then I get in there, and it's like, oh, this is great. Oh, okay. And I can kind of... um. The thing I like about Zoom meetings nowadays is I can, you know, wake up 15 minutes before they start and kind of, if I don't want to be just on video. Just put on video. a t-shirt. Oh, you don't even have to be on video. You can just yeah. be a little outline. Yeah, I always mm-hmm. forget you can do that. Here's the thing about working the steps, dude. I, I, I honestly believe that, like, especially with that thing is you, in the beginning, you have to work the steps to figure out how they, how it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then it, the goal on my end is to just start living them. You know, so I'm not actively working them. They're just fucking fail safes that just click into place. You know, that's um, that's the hope, right? That's the that's the goal, right? right? I mean, is that recovered? I mean, that's still in that process of recovering, right? I don't know, man. I I'm in this weird place with it because I haven't been social or around a bunch of people very much. That in my mind, I'm just me, and I'm just a person who happens to be an alcoholic, and it doesn't really. I mean, it affects some of my decisions, like I don't drink. But then, other than that, I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like. It definitely influences certain things I do. Like if I'm around drunk people, I'll go to bed early or, you know, like leave the party early. But I haven't been to a party in yeah. a year. Yeah, the last party I went to is Megan's fucking Christmas, work Christmas party. Yeah. My wife got drunk because she hasn't been drunk in, fuck, yeah. 18 months. And she she didn't get, you know what I mean? She got a buzz. So I drove home and I was pissed off because it's like, man, I don't want to be driving. Now you got me driving your ass around. But she had a good time. So, you know. I wasn't too mad at her. I was just more like, I'd be driving you around. And you got to think, like, how many times has she driven you around? Exactly. <laughs> That's why I had to forgive it. <laughs> so there's a, a little, uh, you can't you can't see it on the podcast. Do you see this right here? This in I the see door? a little doggy door or something? What yeah, is that? it's a hole cut in the door that my sister and brother-in-law put in the door to help circulate the air a little better. And it's got mesh over it, like this me- pattern mesh. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, my dog is banging on it right now. But every time he walks up and bangs on it, I look through the mesh, I see his face, I feel like he's about to give me confession. <laughs> like he's just like, forgive me, Father, for I'm sinning. I'm going 
I'm a giant asshole. He's doing, but he's, yeah, so he's he's doing his fifth step right now, through like, the door. Here. Yeah, he is. So and I know the listeners, you know, this is not a visual medium, but it is pretty damn funny. And you can't even really see it on the Zoom. It's just a hole in the door. But Well, I would say that if you want it to be a visual medium, you can go to our Ace for Alcoholic YouTube page. YouTube and, uh, page. I noticed your, uh, your YouTube video had a bunch of views with you by yourself. Like I was 10. surprised, too. Killing it, Ted. I guess. There. Yeah, ten views, killing it. Ten views, killing it, dude. Um, usually we only get like four or five. Four listener, yeah. (laughs) Um, but no, you were talking about um, living living in the steps rather than like you're not you don't sit down and go okay, uh, now is step four or now is step six or I have to make an amends and Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's that's the best place to get to, right. Um, and it's not guaranteed either. No. It's just like anything, any of this. None of this is guaranteed. Like, you can go to AA, you can work the steps, and still fucking relapse. That's mm-hmm. that's just life, dude. It's just the way it is, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I just... But I know, like, I trust that you, if you found yourself in a position where, like... If you found yourself trying to get into your brother-in-law's closet or having those feelings, you, yeah. you would know that you could call somebody. You would know that you could – that there would be other things for you to do yeah, than reach for the bourbon, yeah. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's a that's a great place to be. So on some level – and we, we can – there's the, the forever debate about recovering versus recovered – but right. on some level, you have reached a point of being recovered that you now know, oh, I want a drink. Well, that doesn't really mean that. That means I need something else that I don't have. Right. This is just what I am and what I do. This is what I do right now. Like I mm-hmm. said, none of it's guaranteed. I consider to do this podcast with you for fucking ever and then just relapse one day. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? If I'm not, even if it's, a, I don't even know if it's a matter of me being on top of my shit. I guess it's just me being honest with myself because I don't mm. owe you. I mean, as a friend, I owe you honesty and I owe you respect, but I don't owe you recovery, honesty, respect or anybody else. And yet I owe that to myself, you know? So if I'm not being honest with myself, then boom, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I got this covered or I can take care of this or man, you know, or I'm so sad. I have to drink, you know, or whatever the fucking reason. Fuck the reason. If you're going to do it, you're going to fucking do it. You'll just find a reason to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for me, I just got to be honestly at the end of the day, if I'm just honest with myself about everything and know what I am and be aware of what I am and know that there's, you know, peligroso, there's rocks on the other side of that fucking path that I don't take that path, you know? Right. No peligroso, you go for the peligroso. Muy peligroso, dude. Mm -hmm. I go for the peligrino. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Are you... Are you excited to be there? Like, do you feel, or are you just kind of still in that, like, I need to figure this shit out? And I'm excited to be here. But yeah. I also, it's a mixture of the two. It's not anxiety that, that's fueling me right now. It's potential. There's a lot that's of potential awesome. out there. And so I want this potential to work. There's some anxiety because I don't want to be a burden to my family or be in the way or be like, yo, there's nine of us here. Am I your little yappy fucking dog, you know? But What about the cat? Um, the cat's up in Phoenix staying with my niece. Like, we're, and we're scattered to the winds, dude. Like, my daughter woke up crying the other day like, I miss the cat. And I'm like, I miss the cat too, but this is the life we have to live right now until we figure it out, you know? Right. Because um, the cat can't be there because the cat will get eaten. My dad's allergic to the cat really bad. Oh. So there's no cats. And any cats they had have been outside cats, which just get picked up by a hawk or eaten by a coyote eventually. Right. Jesus. Yeah. Somebody, I was reading something, and this person said that they were, um, they had gotten... A, they were getting a shelter cat, and they got a shelter cat for their daughter, and then the cat, um, got picked picked off by a coyote, and mm-hmm. so they were saying, well, then I'll just get another shelter cat, and so I'm, and then, and then somebody said, it just sounds to me like you're feeding the coyotes. Like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> because this person thought they were doing a good thing by fostering right. shelter cats, but then the cat would go missing. Or get eaten by a coyote, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, I, what have I been and doing? And she just goes and keeps picking up more, so the cats <laughs> yeah. are like, don't go with that lady. That's certain death, you know? Uh-huh. <clears throat> but I think No, that's... but I'm, everything's, everything is unstable but well. You know, we have to adapt. I, we all have to. You have to adapt. Have you worked? Have you been at work yet, or are you still shut down? Shut down. Your and state's it's... a shit show, too, man. 
Yeah, it's um, yeah. it's not. I'm really thankful that it's not nearly as bad up here as it is in LA County, where right. like, Jesus Christ, like it's really bad. Um, got but, Kirk uh, fucking Cameron doing Christmas Carol parties and shit. Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Kirk Cameron. I don't know. Fucking that... tidy whitey ass motherfucker. You know, uh-huh. do you know who Kirk Cameron is? He's oh, yeah. Dude from, yeah. Uh, growing pains. Yeah, but this is fucking the state all up. Like, anyway. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, no, I, I, I don't, don't even know why talking about pandemic should be political, but. <clears throat> it shouldn't. Um, I would just, uh, I, I, I just know that the LA County is really bad right now, and yeah. um, we're shut down, and I talked to my boss. Um, so, speaking of, of, um, of Christmas and stuff too. Somebody got me a little gift card to the ice cream shop downtown. And I was like, yeah. Oh fuck. So I did get myself a little ice cream. It was like some peanut butter M M&M and M kind of business. It was delicious, but I got another one. Cause I was like, I can't just spend 20 bucks on ice cream and bring this in the house. I just don't fucking need that. Right. So I got a, uh, like a quart or something of mint chip and my boss really likes the mint chip, the manager at the restaurant. And I had to go talk, I was going to go talk to him anyway about like what's going on with the next week and the week after that and what the fuck. And, and so I was like, I'll get him the mint chip. Right. So like, this is the best way that I know how to use this without, I can still right. give it to somebody win, else. Win. Merry I need, Christmas. Yeah. I don't need to eat a whole fucking quart of ice cream. Cause I no. will, I will yeah. Jerry, I will mm-hmm. do it. Um, That's why you're doing dips in the woods, dude. <laughs> so we went and talked about it. He's like, yeah, man, I really don't foresee this. This is probably going to be like this for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, I, my plan is to use what I have, which I have, I can go, I'm just going to go to all these fucking parks. I'm going to go to every regional state park that I can, where mm-hmm. I can be out in the woods or out in nature and uh you know like just be away from people and i got nothing else i'm gonna pack a fucking lunch and go for a drive you should i, I guarantee by the end of the year mm-hmm. you'll be you'll have a tent and a sleeping pad and you'll be out in the redwoods <laughs> you think running so? with bigfoot yeah <laughs> sasquatch you're in the sasquatch dude careful man sasquatch is out there she's real mm. so so that's that's kind of my that's my plan because mm-hmm. when I think back to March and how panicked and scared and terrified I was yeah. and how like, cause I didn't know cause it was so fucking new and uncertain and weird and shit like that. Um, I feel, I feel a lot less anxiety. I mean, I still want to be as smart and careful, but also the, the idea of like, I can't control this stuff. I can't make, I can't make my job come back. I can't make mm-hmm. things be different than they are, right? So this the whole fucking you got to accept what's in front of you and the big yeah. steaming plate of reality as your dad yeah. says. Mm-hmm. Um it just keeps it's just there and it's like okay, so I've got to find a way to get through this and deal with it and you know, I I love that you say you feel there's a lot of potential rather than anxiety and I think a lot of that comes from being around your family and probably having yeah. support, mm-hmm. you know, there's absolute support, here, which I have lacked for a long time. And not just, not just, you know, having a place to stay or having financial support and having a roof over your head, which having those things, you know, um, are huge, man are huge. But, but I think that it's very easy, especially now to isolate ourselves and to, you know, be like, I, I can't do anything. I don't have anybody. There's nobody yeah. to call. There's nobody to text. There's nobody mm-hmm. to message. There's nothing to do. There's nothing, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing. I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm alone. And if you keep telling yourself that, it really is easy to find a way back to having a drink. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really privileged. I am very lucky and to have this to have this resource here. And I know a lot of people don't have it. And you're right. If you don't have those resources, it's definitely a... It's really a challenge. A good way to go back and get loaded, you know. Right, and so mm-hmm. like, what a fucking blessing. Um, but but if you're out there listening to this and you're like, well, I don't have those resources. I don't have family that I can feel good around, or my my parents are drunk, or you know, I live in a shitty my house. Is my spouse loaded is loaded. Yeah. I mean, that sucks, and. I, I don't <laughs> that sucks <laughs> well i don't want to i don't no, i don't right. have i don't have a magic 
you know, a magic pill or a magic. I don't have anything. I don't have any magic advice to give anybody. Right. If you I'll did, do, we wouldn't be doing this right, right. now. Because I'd just be taking your magic pill and then. Right. I, I yeah. was gonna say magic bullet, but that's not. That doesn't. No. I don't like. I don't like that. That doesn't really work. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of final. I would just. I would just say that there are. Uh, find the resources that you can. Find the moments in your day that you can remove yourself or find connection with something else. I mean, like I said, man, the Zoom meeting. It's really nice to be able to go like, oh, okay. And I had. I had somebody reach out. So you remember way back in like June or July or something. And I went and I spoke at this meeting in Fresno and I was really terrified because I hadn't been out and I was going to be in a room and not everybody Mm -hmm. was wearing a mask and like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck am I doing? Am I just, am I just spreading Corona around? And like, but, and I felt, I felt like it was important to do it because somebody asked me and I don't want to say no. And, um, and then I'm thinking, well, is that, is that just me being, you know, selfish or what you know, I have a lot of conflicting thoughts, mm-hmm. and um, one of the people who invited me out there was like, "Man, <clears throat> I'm just getting really fucking um, uh, tired of not tired, but he was looking for something different and new, right? He, I think he was asking me like, "Hey, are are there meetings in your neck of the woods?" And I said, "I don't think so, man. Everything's shut down." And I mentioned the Zoom meeting that I went to, and I, I had told him that I had a similar experience where it's okay to get bored with whatever program that you're that you're working mm-hmm. and that you want more. It's not I mean, I don't think that I don't think it's okay to be like, yeah, this fucking sucks. I'm gonna quit this. I'm gonna go Bam. back to drinking, right? Like that's Suck not my dick, <laughs> AA, I'm out. <laughs> but that but that you're that we're growing, we grow in this thing. We grow mm-hmm. in this idea of recovery and sobriety and life, and just in general, we grow. I mean, look at my look at my beard for Christ's sake, Jerry. That's getting wild. I don't know what the goal is with that, but we'll I, we'll, we'll circle back to that. I don't know. Maybe on my birthday, I'll do something with it. I don't. That's a couple months, three months from now, two months from now. Jesus. Um, but I was like, I was kind of excited for him in that. Oh, well, hey, check this out and check this out and go, you know, go to another meeting if there's one available. Go to mm-hmm. one you've never been to. And I, I, again, I'm not saying that you should be hopping around talking to people and, you know, being in enclosed spaces with folks because I didn't even want to go. In, I walked around the block like three times, sat in my car, drove around the block because I didn't want to go in the ice cream shop with, you know, it said like only three groups at a time. I'm like, well, how big are the groups? I mean, the place yeah. is not. And I, so I waited until it was empty to go in there. Yeah, but I digress. The point I'm trying to make is, if you're interested, if you're still interested in recovery, go find some other way to do it. Go find a different meeting. Go talk to a different person. Like right. that's just growth. That's not. That's not neglect. That's not boredom. That's not. Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't see that in myself as I'm not doing it right. What's wrong with me? Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you get tired of. If you get tired of your service commitment, well, complete it and go find another one. Right? So if that's whatever works for you, if you so I think that that's that's something that I I realized, too, is like, oh, okay, this is not it's not boredom and it's not a bad thing to grow out of something. We grow out of things all the time. We grow out of relationships and we grow out of jobs and we grow out of other things. So why wouldn't it apply to to recovery? Why wouldn't it apply to the same place you've been going over and over and over? And yeah, I of course. It, yeah. <clears throat> when I was going to my, my meeting, local meeting here, I, I found I felt two different ways about it. You know, it was great to go somewhere where a lot of people had a lot of good recovery. But and maybe you experienced this in the past where you'd go and it's like you hear the same people tell the same stories and have the same comments and you have the same mm-hmm. shit. And it's like. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. You know, Deborah's going to complain about this and fucking Doug is going to, you know, say the same tired ass shit. And I'm just really tired of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Deborah and Doug are made up. But, you know, you get you get the point. Right. <laughs> so, right. you know, I, I think that it's it's good to keep it fresh. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But. Glad to be here. Glad to be sober. Glad to be here. Glad to be sober. See, the thing you need to do is get a sponsor and work the steps. 
Right. That's almost like the AA way of saying goodbye at the end of your share. Get right. a sponsor, work the steps. Glad yeah. to be here. Glad to be sober. Which is fine. I'm, I, I love hearing it, actually. I do. There's a smile. I'm smiling because I love hearing it. Because I'm like, yo, I do that, too. Get mm-hmm. a sponsor. Work the steps. At the end, instead of just being like, okay, I'm done. We joke, but like because we've heard it so many times. That's why the, it's but not the newcomer, bad that right? You it's, say it's, it. the newcomers. It's, it's for the newcomer. I who listened needs to a podcast, a, a recovery podcast that Spotify recommended to me the other day, and it was one guy alone who was like in his car before meetings. I can't remember the name of it. I think I listened to yeah, yeah, and he's like an East Coast guy, and I only made it like two in, and he was real early recovery, and he was mad. At people for agreeing with what the speaker was saying at the meeting. He was like, so fucking annoying. And I get where he's coming from because he's in early recovery and everything is fucking everything. annoying. Everything's annoying. But I was also like, man, I don't got to listen to this shit, though. Like, I, I'm i sorry you're mad. Like, that sucks. And I'm glad you're getting it out. But, like, I don't have to listen to you do that. Because I'm yeah. one of those people who nods and makes the noise, mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I get it, because I do yeah. fucking get it. I'm trying to vibe here, dog. Take your fucking stank attitude and go sit in the fucking hall. Go sit, go sit in your car, and record your podcast. Yeah, go sit in right? your car and record, and he'll probably end up listening to this and being like, "Because you know, our guys. recovery community is so tight, you know, <laughs> recovery podcast but, community." But I, but think, anyway, I yeah. guess the point is like, you know, you go to these places with these people and they do sound super repetitious and they're super fucking annoying. But everybody is repetitious and annoying. It doesn't matter where you go. It's going to always get repetitious and annoying, but it is good to switch it up. It is good to find new things, and it's good to discover new things about yourself, too. Shit. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Drop that. Okay. You but, know. yeah, and I, I, I can empathize with him, too, and, and go, well, like, yeah, yeah, I, I felt mean, the same way. Yeah, and so then, did I. And, and that's fine. And if you're listening to this now and you're like, man, i got to shut this off. Like, These two assholes think they're better than everybody. Floating in on their cloud Don't of you know? serenity. They're running bullshit. <laughs> I only run when I'm being chased. I'm like, yeah, right? me too. Now I'm better at it. So if I get chased, being now chased I can run by farther. my demons. Um, but yeah, man. Like I, I just like that's fine, dude. That's fine. Go move on to something else and find something right. that resonates because mm-hmm. the only thing that doesn't resonate uh, is is drinking for me. Yeah. Anymore. Same here. Same like, here. Somebody else. I don't know. I was, I think, I, well, I was here with Walter and he was, he was, um, he was drinking making whiskey. Making cheese. He was making cheese and drinking he was drinking whiskey. whiskey and I was like, whew, wow. You know, but, uh, but it was fine. Like it didn't bother me and I wasn't annoyed and he's not interested in seeing me drink and I'm not interested in, you know, if he wants to quit, he knows he can talk to me, but like mm-hmm. that's, that's his prerogative and his, that's his, that's his life. Like it's not my right. life. Yeah. So I'm not you, you can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. But well, it's good to worry about a friend when they need to be worried about, but you're right, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't make anybody do shit, you know. So I I just really like that idea of Not like, that we're worried about Walter. I'm worried about Walter for other reasons. Yes. <laughs> well, That's I'm one kidding. of his drinking is one of the many reasons. There's tons of reasons other than drinking. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he but he's great because we get along and we hang out yeah. and like it's not a big deal and you know he comes over and he'll bring over his little flask and whatever and so my point is recovery finding new things and like mixing it up is awesome i think yeah of course yeah if you get yeah. bored with some shit then you move on to something else and you know i i, I think that um I think that it really saved my ass when I like quit going to my one meeting and just started hitting random ones. And I ended up Mm -hmm. like, I went to one that was in a fucking, uh, it was like in a, in a rehab rehab. I don't know why why it was open to the public. I mean, I guess some of them are, but I went out there and you listen to some dude who just got out of prison for like, you know, man's vehicular manslaughter. Mm -hmm. And it's like, holy shit. Like you, that's... some scared, scared straight shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So I went to one up here that was in a hospital. When I came to visit last time three years ago, I went to a meeting with my mom that was in a mm-hmm. conference room at a hospital, and the guy, one person down from me, was an active physical detox. He was bright yellow, and he had a fucking IV hooked to him, and he was in a gown listening in at the meeting. You know, I guess they had shot him up full of enough 
fucking tranquilizers to be able to wheel him downstairs, you know. But he was like bright Jesus. yellow, like his all his shit is shut down, you know. That's a good reminder, dude. This it's not even just the fucking emotional temptation aspect of it or having to cope mentally with this or that. It's like your whole fucking body shuts down, dude. I mean, your whole body shuts down eventually at some point, but damn, dude, do you want to do it at like 50 or do you want to do it at like 70? I don't know. Those are the things I ask myself too, you know? Like, do I want this whole fucking crickety, rickety mess to just fall the fuck apart like in just a few years? Nah, man, I got some shit to do. Yeah, I I hear this a lot with, um, there's a phrase, um, I'm not, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, but it stops being a good time at some right? point. Yeah, you know very, what I mean? Very like, early on. Like, and then you're still alive because all the human body wants to do is stay alive. So the mm-hmm. human body will stay alive under some wild fucking conditions. Right. So when the good time ends and you're all fucking butt fucked from here to over there, dude, you know what I mean? Like everything's falling apart. It's not a good time anymore. It's hell. And you got to live through that hell. And it takes a little while. It takes a little while. You don't even get to die sometimes. We've talked about this in previous podcasts. You don't even get to die a lot of the times. So you just end up with fucking cirrhosis. Cirrhosis. Some other about... wild shit. Ca- cancer of the fucking kidneys, you know? Yeah. I think about yeah. like Jack Kerouac and he was, I'm going to be 44 and he was, I think he died at 46 or 47. Yeah. Pissing and puking blood. Yeah. I'm in his mom's fucking bathroom. Way to go, Kerouac. <laughs> but like, I don't Making wanna... fun of a dead guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Way to go, guy. buddy. Way to go, Kerouac. He wrote maybe three good novels and then died. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh, Big have, Sur was okay. I like Big Sur. I liked and On the Road. On the Road was of beautiful. Course, yeah. Right. I didn't like Desolation Angels very much. It's all right. I, I had a book of poetry or book of dreams or something, and it was just too. Yeah. It was too out there. Um, but yeah, those last years, I want them to be as good as possible. You know, so now, I they're think gonna about suck that. a little bit, right? Because your body's falling apart, but they're not gonna suck like they would if you were drinking, dude. Right. But yeah. when I see when I see like ninety four year old dudes like still getting out there on the track and you know busting nuts, yeah. Right. When I see ninety two <laughs> year old women who are doing the fucking gymnast stuff, and I'm like, holy right. shit! Like I want to be there at ninety two or ninety four. I want those yeah. last years to be good. I don't want to be old and tired and broken and you know, like yeah. It just that's it. Just seems insane. You know, like oh well got to go out anyway and it's like do i want to be 56 and fucking have you know th- deep vein thrombosis i don't know if that's caused by anything but i don't know where that came from but like diabetes that's a thing, and fucking, yeah i don't want him to cut my foot off jerry oh yeah no you don't want hepatitis or any of that shit so what it is is those adages i know that i love how we're segueing into this adage hole but this thing of i'm here for a good time and Live mm-hmm. fast, die young, and all that shit. That's great, but it's also bullshit. Just like everything with alcohol, it's bullshit. You've got to be honest with alcohol if you're going to be honest with yourself. You know, Like I said earlier, dude, 99% of fucking alcohol is bullshit. You know, It's all fucked up. It is bullshit. It is, and I hate to sound like a teetotaler, man, because if you like to have a couple drinks and get a little warm, then you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like... If you're just a fucking regular, normal, everyday person who's like, man, I can't have more than two champagnes or I'm going to feel awful tomorrow. there You're probably not even listening to this podcast. You're probably listening to NPR or some shit. You know? <laughs> right? listen to fucking yeah. Pod Save America. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But if you're listening or listening to this podcast, somebody you know or you, I'm assuming, is having a rough time. And you, you know. It's just the marketing of it and just the the pushing it like i see it still on my feeds i still get fucking ads for gray goose and i don't get them anymore oyster bay sauvignon blanc and it kind of did i tell you this so it was like oyster bay sauvignon blanc and i had these very weird flashbacks to working the i was working the day shift at one of these bars restaurants that i worked we talked at. about this yeah, yeah i think so and it just like brought me was, back though. to where i would you know my 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 moment of relief for my like the my treat at the end of the day was I'd go to like Safeway and get two of these like seven or eight dollar bottles of white wine and probably something else and there was probably vodka or whiskey or beer or something else at home mm-hmm. and it was like being able to like finish my day sit on like lay on the couch in my fucking you know drawers in my underwear and drink two bottles of white wine and smoke a half a pack of cigarettes and that was my like relief right like that was my sweet spot that was my mm-hmm. happy place it wasn't really 
But like, that's all that I had. And it was right. awful in retrospect. It was awful then too to think, but it was just this weird flashback of this, why did this particular wine show up? And maybe it was on my, you know, Instagram feed. And maybe it was just a reminder of where I don't want to be again. It's the company looking for you, dude. They knew you were one of their best clients. <laughs> right? They, they they followed my fucking Safeway mm-hmm. club card. Yeah. So like, put the pressure on John Staley. Get some of that put white wine. Put the pressure wine. on him. Get some of that white, a cheap-ass white wine, a pack of old golds. Listen to Isaac Hayes. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Isaac Hayes the other day. I know you were. Were you? I, <laughs> I was. Good for you. Some Herbie Hancock. I was gone this little sort of funk, 70s funk trip for... Like, uh-huh. I think I'm always on the 70s funk trip in some form or fashion. Um... But I'm just glad that you're okay. I'm glad that the trip was was ev- everything was safe. uneventful. Everybody's in one piece. It was pretty uneventful, dude. We gave the dog a sedative on the second night, a tranquilizer, because he keeps barking in the hotel room. Right. So we gave Megan gave him the dose. The vet told her to give him, and he was fucked up, man. Like he was fucking drunk, like walking sideways. I felt so bad. <laughs> I told her it sounded like he was barking in auto tune. Like he was like, because he started barking anyway. People uh-huh. walk by, and he'd be like. Meow. You know, like, just, it it didn't make any sense. That poor little guy, he was fucked up. You could see it in his eyes. He woke up all hungover the next day, too. It took him a minute to get his shit back together. I was like, he gave him too much. That was, like, the most eventful part of the whole trip. Traffic sucks. I mean, California's wild. Driving through it. We didn't make Sacramento. I didn't make, we didn't even stay Sacramento the first night. We drove right through it. We ended up in Redding because we left the house so late. Right. Because I still had to mop and sweep and clean my oven and clean my stove and clean my fridge the day we were leaving i had to clean all that shit jesus christ yeah so i don't even know if we're getting a deposit back or what but like man yeah like i said i had a person who's supposed to help me and they fell through so it kind of just threw a fucking wrench in everything so but it's done and now i'm here and everything i own is in storage and i sleep in a four-year-old's room and i got no job but that's all right <laughs> how about that right. i mean yeah could you imagine right, being in this situation if you had been drunk like oh it sucked dude it's it absolutely sucked because then i have to figure out a way to get booze too because yeah, i wouldn't i wouldn't go in my brother-in-law's closet because he'd get all fucking mad at me or i'd have to sneak the gross shit he doesn't drink like be like yo i'm in your room i'll get some malibu or whatever you know like but ugh. it would never be enough there would never no, be enough and be you'd enough. always be I'd there have more and then you have to fries and you have to hide the fucking empty bottles from your parents. You'd be like, oh, don't worry. I'll take the recycle out. Mm-hmm. And be like, why is Jerry so concerned about taking shit. the recycle out? Man, I'll just go in my garage and paint now. Like, that's it. Like, I listen to a audio, Max Brooks audiobooks and, like, paint and listen to podcasts now. And mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, I'm starting up the commission soon. The shop I was trying to, the shop I was thinking of hooking up with actually just put an ad out wanting a new tattooer. But I'm like, I, I can go and apply and I know I'll get a job. But I'm still in a pandemic. I'm still not going to go in and work. Not till everything chills out. So what's the use, you know? Right. And, and so that's... And just, I'll probably reach out and be like, listen, man, if you still have openings, you know, come summer when everything gets a little more normal, like I'm down to work, you know, at least one or two days a week, you know, not full time, mm-hmm. but I'll work one or two days a week because I'm really trying to get this commission painting thing off the ground. I don't want a tattoo anymore, really. Right. Yeah, not really. I mean, you are getting it off the ground. I've You continue to get regular work. I mean, right. how much more work mm-hmm. could you actually it's just, get? I either need to charge more or, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that'll justify it. So I can make as much as I did tattooing, you right. know. And then from there, we can, you know, once we finally try to find a house to rent, I can be like, look, this is how much I make a month. My wife does real estate. It's how much she makes a month, you know, hook right. it up. I don't want to sleep in a four-year-old's room anymore. <laughs> don't. You shouldn't say that in the interview, you know, like, or the, yeah, like, listen, yeah, I'm exactly. in this four-year-old's room. I don't want to sleep. There's First fucking... of all. Yeah. First <laughs> of all, let me tell you, I'm in recovery. <laughs> I'm a recovering alcoholic and I sleep in a four-year-old's room. So we got that out of the way. Oh, and I don't have a job. I'm an artist. So. <laughs> you sound like, what? wow. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Oh, Welcome God. to Subway. <laughs> Sandwich artist. yeah but Um, it is what it is i'm you know like i said there's potential here i know that megan has a real positive thing going for her right now and yeah she she's energized by her family and and uh uh, you know i said i am too i feel it's great to be around them and i feel like you said supported i feel really privileged and not in an asshole way like i feel very lucky and really grateful Mm -hmm. for what i have here because a lot of people can't do this you know 
No. And so now I know, like, as if it gets worse, at least I'm around my people. You know. Right. Yeah. And uh, you can you can you can take care of them. I'm sure. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Like your mother already has you moving gravel in the tractor, so it's not well, like by dad. Well, I'm like not freeloading. You know. No, <laughs> I'm not freeloading at all. And I'm down to help. See, old Jerry wouldn't have helped. I would have bitched and moaned and complained mm-hmm. about it and been like, my back. And now I'm like excited. I'm shoveling this gravel. I'm like, this is a fucking great core workout. I can feel this in my core. And I worked right. out this morning too and lifted weights, you know? And even the running, like the running's weird. It always starts weird, man. You're at a higher elevation. You just, I just hit a wall a lot quicker. Huh. But it's not like Denver here. You know, I'm not a right. mile up, but I'm, I'm at 1,800 feet higher than I was in Eugene, Oregon, which is almost sea level. Yeah. Yeah. Which means if I keep running here and I go back to Eugene and run, I'll just be fucking running circles around those fucking web footed motherfuckers. Well, I will say this is that no one saw my smile. I love Eugene. I miss it. (laughs) Well, no, I think Eugene and even I, I was there. I was there for seven years. I know you were there for like Mm -hmm. 20. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. On and off about 95. I'd spent some time away, but yeah. It's it was a beautiful little place. It was very comforting and very receiving. And, you know, I, I met, I'm shit. I met you there. So, um, Yeah. I, I just I think that Arizona and running I know that at some point it's going to get too fucking hot to be out there anytime after you know eight o'clock night, in the morning. With a headlamp on, jumping over rattlesnakes, it's going to be fucking wild. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. There's just, some great trails here too. Dude. I There's want to come visit really, as soon as really, it's, really great running out here. As soon as it's possible. I mean, I know yeah. that I've been running out. I'll go out in the summertime when it's like eighty and even ninety degrees, and um. I, I love it. I love it out in the sun and the heat. And like, I'm going to have to buy a fanny sweat. pack. Keep my water in. Mm-hmm. Or I love the... I want to get... I have. I don't have one, but I want to get, get one of those about, bottles yeah. that like straps mm-hmm. to your hand. My dad was telling... And I'm like, I'm not getting that. We're but, so different, you and I. Because my dad's like, hey, yo, it's a thermos. And he pulls out this giant thermos. And he's like, look, see, it's got a strap on it. You can use this. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm not going to use that. And he's like, why? And I'm like, I don't like holding shit when I run because I don't mm-hmm. hate it. When I see people running, holding their phones, like I've, I admire it because I'm yeah. like, that is takes coordination. Yeah, because I would just would have fucking yeeted the phone into the street by accident or something, dude. Get the little mini fanny pack. Put your phone in there. You put a, yeah. put a debit card in there. Mm-hmm. And what I'll do, what I'll do is it, a little well, bottle of water. Mm, well, what I do or what I'd like to do is um, when when we used to be able to do this is I could just stop at a fucking water fountain at the park mm-hmm. or I could just go up to the gas station and get the water out of the thing mm-hmm. and like take a hit. I know it's probably not great, but whatever. Just yeah, it's pre-Rona, dude, pre-Rona. <laughs> um, but you can there's always no, just go. There's to no like, water fountains here. No? Well, I mean. No, I, there probably isn't being a smart ass, but yeah. <laughs> But you, I could just use my card and go get a little mini bottle of water at the Seven Eleven or something mm-hmm. like that, and then crush that and then move on. I think like wedding anniversary <clears> and be like, I need a camel back. I'm gonna try that too. But I'm not running that far, dude. I'm doing four, four miles. I mean, I'm yeah, not even fine. back up to five yet. You're I'm fine. still doing four to get get mm-hmm. acclimated to when I can do five. And five's my average. In a hundred degree heat, five's gonna be a lot different than yes. than six sixty degree heat. I'll probably just end up doing threes. You know what I mean? Doing five Ks in a hundred degree heat, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see where it's at. Yeah, lot. I'm really looking forward to it. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hopeful that maybe this summer or next fall or something like that come down and uh, yeah, hang out and uh, absolutely. Hopefully, I'll have a house by then. My eyes creeping yeah. me out. Anyway, yeah. I heard Fauci on the news. He was like, yeah, we should be back to normal by next summer. So I'm like, what do you mean next summer? Like 2021 or next summer? Like 2022. Yeah, because 2021 to me is still next summer. Yeah, that's goddamn it, Fauci. Help me out, homie. <laughs> I just want to go eat sushi in a restaurant. Right? Yeah. Um, what about those Sonoran hot dogs? Have you been? Have you gotten one of those yet? Not yet. It's gonna happen soon, though. I'm gonna bring it up now. I'm gonna be like, Yo, can we go get Sonoran hot dogs to go? But we have a bunch of food left here from Christmas, so. Like, I don't want that Christmas. So food. my brother-in-law started mm-hmm. these new christmas traditions he's like maybe we'll do your traditions next year and i'm like we don't have traditions i'm like our traditions is sitting at our house with no family you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. our tradition but his their tradition is on christmas eve every member of the family cooks or buys two things that they really want to eat <coughs> every person has two okay. <clears throat> two dishes regardless it doesn't it can be whatever they want so then you eat you eat off of those dishes for like the next four or five days no one has to cook which we've been steadily doing you know nice it's been very interesting. Yeah, I made a chess pie. It was disgusting. 
not gonna do What's that again. What's chess pie? It's just like a kind of a buttermilk. It's not a buttermilk. It's like a cornmeal custard pie from the south. It's a lot of yeah. sugar. Very sugary. It's like basically yeah. cut your foot off after you eat it, kind of shit. <laughs> so I'm not doing that again. But anyway, this like learning these new traditions. All these new things are very. The fucking cool, man. It's really cool. Learning well, and you're around cool. a lot of family, and that's that's yeah. part of that's part of that too. Being mm-hmm. away from family. yo, dude, just go move back in with your mom, dog. <laughs> this is this is the <laughs> ultimate advice right here. If you haven't already, because of the pandemic, the best go thing move you back can do in is with your parents. <laughs> if they're sober, who cares you know? if you're 45? It doesn't matter, right? If yeah. they're sober, my mom um, does my laundry. <laughs> does she? No. Well, no. yeah, but but I don't it's ask just... her to. She just comes in and takes it, and I'm like, yo, dude. You can't like I'm missing shit. Like and then right, my, you put it in your. She's uh-huh. like folding it and putting it in somebody else's bedroom. Yeah. My or some dad shit. comes out wearing like a fucking <laughs> tattoo shop T-shirt. I'm like, that's mine, dude. He's like, I don't know. It was in the drawer. Whatever. I've heard of this band, the Bronx. What is this? <laughs> I've not. I haven't been to New York in years. What is yeah. this? <laughs> this is for the zoo. <laughs> um. So I want to say, lastly, um, this this episode we're recording this a uh, few days prior, but it will be released on New Year's Day. Oh, rad! Mm-hmm. So happy New Year's to everybody! Yeah, happy twenty twenty one. Yeah, happy twenty twenty one. You know, one thing I like to keep. I think it's important to kind of. I love new months and I love like New Year's and you know we talk about one day at a time and starting fresh every single day and I think it's important to have those markers as far as how we how I organize my day and my month and my week blah blah blah. But I guess the big thing, you know, 2021 doesn't mean that everything goes back to normal and that there. No, I know it's that still gonna fucking of, suck, dude. It's right, gonna right. Keep sucking till it slowly stops sucking. Until it slowly stops. Nobody's sucking. gonna flip a switch. It's gonna slowly stop sucking. And I think that that's something to 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 remember for me is that okay, well. There's there's gonna be some there's gonna be a feeling of relief for 2021 to come and maybe some fresh starts but like there's still a bunch of sucky shit that's got to be dealt with and that you know yeah. I'm gonna do this I'm gonna work on the stuff that I can control but I just kind of have to accept that we're still in this and and I know that's not a really positive message for the new year necessarily no. <laughs> but but's but I, right. I want to be realistic about it and I want to say yeah. Like if you're listening to this on New Year's Day and you are sober and feeling good, congratulations and right on. Great for you. Like it's not an easy thing to do, especially on this day that has been so forced on us to be the blackout, get drunk, get wasted, celebrate, 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 drink so much until you're sick. Um, right. And if you're if you're hungover and you're listening to this. Um, that's okay too, because, you know, like I said on the last podcast, like we understand Jerry and I understand why you drank and why you're hungover and exactly how you feel. You come to the right place. (laughs) You are in the right place, my friend. Yeah. I'm not going to, yeah, we both know that shit. Yeah. So it's not, there's no, there's no judgment other than, no, there's no judgment at all. I just, I just want you to know that, that. It doesn't have to be this way. You don't have to do this. And I know it feels, it often feels like it's something I have to do. I have to drink. Well, it's New Year's Eve. I have to drink. Oh, well, it's fucking Tuesday. I have to drink. Oh, I can't control myself and my life is out of control and everything feels like pain and suffering and I just need it all to go away. So I have to drink. Mm -hmm. You don't have to drink. So I think that it's also, I, I'm just, you don't have so to drink. fucking deep. God damn. After school special. You don't though. Don't, don't let John's cheesiness fucking turn your ass off. You're hungover right now. It's all right. Don't dry drink today. January. You'll be okay. Great. Fucking do it. Right. Yeah. Jerry's, right. Jerry's not, Jerry's not angry at the dry January. Anymore. I don't give a fuck. Right. Whatever, dude. I don't gatekeep uh, recovery. I don't even gatekeep anything. I don't gatekeep Jerry. Right. Fuck him. He's an asshole. Um, so You'll yeah, be all right though. Just yeah, happy New It'll Year. Be okay. And, uh, are you back online on uh, PlayStation yet, or no? Not right. yet. I got to just got to plug it in over here. Oh, <laughs> well. Let me know if you want. I have a tiny here. TV in my room. 
What, you want to go ride some horses? Is it, is it like, a, is it one of those little black and white ones with the dial or no? Is uh-huh. it, yeah, you exactly. get the UHF? With the little... No, it's like a little 24 <laughs> okay. inch or something. Uh. Our TV broke actually right before we left. So I don't have a TV at all, but I don't have a house, so I'm good. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> we got a house first and then. Should probably get a deposit, but I'm really got don't my eye on this uh, plasma screen right now. It's 86 inch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Could have put it in this four year old's room. Bam. I'm going to have to look at it sideways. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, so yeah, be good out there, everybody. And hopefully this year will slowly stop sucking quicker than we need it to. Yes. Happy New Year, Jerry. Yep. Happy New Year, Johnny. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>